0: Big one welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello, and a big one welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose, and I'm Lael Stone. And we are back together again. Ta-da! <laughs> and Lau, well, you had a, an idea that I think is so wonderful. Do you want to share about your yeah, well, inspiration?
1: I mean, often we go, what, do we, what should we talk about this week? or people write in suggestions. But I just had this last night. I was like, Oh gosh, we should really share about what we have learned in the 2022 20, years of parenting plus that we've had the key things that we've learned over this time which I think may be really helpful for people who maybe have little people or just their kids are starting school or those kind of things so I, I thought it would be a great idea to go through some of the key things that we have learned as those kind of top level things that you know only come when you've you know journeyed so many different things so so that's what we're going to do today we're going to we're going to have little chats around what we have learned like our kind of key things about being a mother or a parent and you know journeying with our children so do you want to go first Marion what's your top one or not your top one but what's give me one what's what's your first one
0: well the first one I think is like like whole life changing and that came pretty early on actually mm. that really about our true nature as human beings like who we really really are and that really just came from a few experiences well many many experiences when my children were younger When they were babies and they had a big cry in my arms and they came out the other side and they were so present Mm. and their muscles were so relaxed and they were smiling and they were so happy. And all the hundreds of times that happened at all different ages when, uh, you know, basically the more crying with loving support they did, the more relaxed they were in the bodies the more present they were the more calm they were the more loving they more were the more they were like smiling and happy and just happy to just wanted to help and you Mm. know all the things that we've talked about millions of times on this podcast but really in terms of evidence about our true nature as human beings Mm. that happens enough time and it's just so obvious isn't it that we are not what our culture tells us that we're that we're kind of born either evil or bad or kind of in need of training to become loving that we are loving that we are connected that we are present and actually what gets in the way of that is unmet needs and accumulated painful feelings from stress and trauma and I mean that is the biggest biggest thing isn't it that Mm. then radiates out into every interaction with every human being understanding Mm. that actually who we really are and it's just the most profound and amazing experience and i'm so grateful to aware parenting to for giving me that because you can read a million books can't you Mm. but but through experiencing that enough time times and seeing it it's the evidence of yeah who we who we really truly are Mm. that's 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 a good one to start (laughs) with (laughs) i thought
1: thought. that's like (laughs) boom okay (laughs) All right. Well, mine's maybe not going to be as profound as that, but we'll get it. We'll get into them more. But I mean, I, hundred percent agree with you. It's, it comes back to the absolute foundation, doesn't it? That we are all enough, and we're born enough, and, and our children are enough. And you know, just exactly as you say, sometimes things get in the way. I, I love that. That's beautiful. All right. Well, my first one, when I just kind of reflected back on, all right, let's look at my all these years of parenting. What I wished I probably had have known, or what was one of the big things, particularly in the early years of parenting. One of my big ones was this: was to block out the noise and parent the child in front of me. So I was so worried in those early years of getting it right and what people would think, and is this the right way to do it, or is that the right way to do it, and. And really all I needed to do was actually see the child in front of me and connect with them and follow my intuition and and be attuned and that would guide me in in the way that I needed to go so that was my first big one because I think in those early years of parenting I was so oh I've got to get this right and am I going to damage my kids and is it going to be this and I was just in survival instead of actually just slowing down a bit and looking at the child in front of me and going what feels right for me not what my mother-in-law says or my auntie or my friend or whatever it's about you know I know this child and and tune into them. So that was that was my first one.
0: What about you next? Oh, I love that one. So gorgeous. Next, well, to me, is also really understanding what I call the disconnected domination culture. So to really understand cultural conditioning and how much of what we think in this culture is necessary is not, especially with parenting. So like that, really, that whole. Decolonizing process, or you know, freeing ourselves from the DDC more and more and more. And the, the further the years go by, the more that happens. And it's mm. so many of the things that just you know, still mainstream parenting advocates, is just becomes more and more like, no, no that isn't yeah. really, a, it's not at all a fit for actually what I perceive. As our true nature as human beings and mm. not helpful, and just really understanding that bigger picture thing is, mm. which is kind of similar to the first one, but just really understanding the culture and how it actually, um, yeah, it doesn't really see human beings as as our true nature.
1: Yes. Well, actually it, that's interesting one of mine I had was schooling is just one very small part of the journey and learning is everywhere. And I say that in the sense of being a person that's built a school but also looking at my own children's schooling of all this pressure and I, I think that ties into what you say about you know what we're told in the, our culture and society but it's actually just one small part of their journey and learning can happen everywhere and so much pressure is put on it for parents and I felt that Definitely, you know, when I was raising my kids, of you know, this and it's got to be right and they've got to do this and actually realising, mm, no, there's so much more than that. So I hear you on that one. I've got, a, I've got a kind of cute, like really trivial, not trivial one, but one of mine was it's okay if at night or one night they don't actually eat their vegetables or brush their teeth. The world will keep on turning and they will still be okay. And sometimes, you know, that battle of wills that might be there, it's, it's actually about prioritizing the relationship and it's okay to let some of those things go sometimes because, you know, and again, obviously from an aware parenting, we look at, well, if there is resistance, are there big feelings there or, you know, do we need more connection? And there's all the beautiful tools that we talk about. But I think, again, as I reflected back, there were times where I was like, but, this is what I'm told we're meant to do, or this is important. And actually realize when you go, no, this is actually about the relationship I have with my child in front of me. And hey, it's okay if we let that go, you know, and come back again to the relationship. So that was, yeah, that was another one. I I had a really great time actually reflecting back on, hmm, what, what was that like when, you know, my kids were four or seven or 10, all those pieces that, you know, were big for me. So that was one of them, you know, that one. Yeah. Anyway, your next one, love
0: got lots of birds in here at the moment so I might do oh no they're gone mm, well I'll jump to one that was similar to what you were just sharing which is from my children not going to school at all ever not even <laughs> once for one day yeah. is that what I learned from them is that we can deeply deeply trust yes timing and learning and that yes. children do want to learn and they will learn yes. all the things that they need to learn and that's had a profound impact not only on how I and with them, but also how I am with myself and my own journey, whenever I'm learning something new Mm. and all the people that I work with, I say so many times, I deeply trust your timing. Mm. And again, that's a profound thing that they have taught me that really, again, what we're taught exactly as you said in our culture that, mm, yeah, again, the, the cultural conditioning really takes us away from that deep trust in, in learning and our innate capacity to learn what we need to learn.
1: I, I so agree with you. And look, I've come to that from a slightly different path, obviously, because my kids went to school and the different things I've done. But I, I agree with you. They've, my kids have absolutely shown me that as well. They're their own unique way of learning and growing and and coming back to that place again that when they feel supported and seen. And they're connected to themselves and it's going to just flow from there. So, yes, I I agree. I second that. We're we're probably all going to say, we're both going to say the same things just in different ways. All right. My next one was, oh, this is about support. And this was a huge one for me when I was a young mum was I didn't feel like I could ask for support because the story I had going on was, well, if I need support, then maybe I'm not a good mother. I should be able to do it all on my own. So one of the things I learned was about asking for support and then actually accepting support. So it was when people would offer, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, actually accepting it. And that is something that I have learned to receive, to receive as a mother, to ask for support when I need it and to allow it in. That's been a beautiful, rich learning for me because it coming back to that place of the more I'm supported, the more I'm held within myself, the more I take care of my needs, the more I can turn up for my children in the way that I want. So that was a big, beautiful, juicy one for me.
0: Mm, So beautiful and so vital, isn't it? That one. Mm. Mm, what was my next one The <laughs> next one is how to differentiate between relaxation and dissociation that was so helpful <laughs> for me to go because as a as a younger person I was mm. so quiet mm. you know as I've shared about in my theme and so often people would say to me you know did you ever do those things like I don't know we go to workshops and things you know people would do the little bits of paper and they'd say their perceptions of you anyway I'd go home with these 20 bits of paper all like you're so calm and relaxed <laughs> and I was like no I'm not calm and relaxed mm. I'm Quiet, but inside Mm. I'm quite tense and anxious and fearful and scared. Oh, (laughs) darling. Really, really aware parenting and being with my children and just the whole journey and supporting other parents is to really understand that just which I think is the biggest thing for people to get with aware parenting, isn't it? That if a child is quiet Mm. but they are, you know, doing all the things that we know that they do to suppress their feelings there's a big difference in their bodies Mm. when they're actually dissociated compared to when they're relaxed and actually understanding that has been so profound for me Mm. as a parent for me observing my children to actually understand what the difference is and which Mm. one they're in and to know how to support them to be more likely to be relaxed rather than dissociated I just think that again that's life-changing to Mm. be able to observe other people's babies or children and to see whether they're actually (laughs) relaxed or dissociated Mm. and to see that in our culture that we're not we're not taught that at all. Like mm. most people, don't really understand that if a, ch- you know, a child sitting in the corner, tw- you know, picking the nose, twirling the hair, reading a book, all at the same time. Anyway, you know that they're mm. actually, they're not calm or relaxed. They're actually trying to suppress feelings. Mm. So that is a huge, huge learning.
1: Yeah, I really, I really hear that. Like I, it makes me think about when you say that about me as a little girl. I was so shy and quiet and a good girl like did what I was told but actually what was going on internally was uh, I don't feel safe and I don't have a voice and all those things so I really relate to what you're saying there it is it's that I think what we've been taught as a culture of what is good or what seems acceptable but there's actually so much more within that and it gets lost doesn't it because it's easier to see a child's feelings when they're yelling or throwing something and it's but it's often a lot more subtle within that so I, I love that one thank you Okay, this one <laughs> this is about don't expect my partner to get it. That's what I wrote. Don't expect my partner to get it, <laughs> meaning he has his own journey. And for so long in my mothering journey, I was wanting Mike to see how hard mothering felt for me and the mental load and how intense it was and all this stuff. And he just didn't get it. And that made me angry and I was wanting him to get it and I had to do so much work around that and i realized that so much of that was about wanting to be seen and validated and told i was doing a good job and and we've talked about this on value that valuing mothers podcast that we did so much of the learnings and the lessons for me were about knowing my own worth and valuing myself. And, and when I started to do, to do that, I didn't need him to get it anymore because he has his own role and journey as a father and, and he had his own pressures and stuff. So that, that was a big thing for a long time for me, wanting him to see it and get it, and see how hard it was and all the struggle within it. But that, when I, when I, found my place in that gosh it really shifted our relationship and fish and and shifted the journey of the family and parenting as well for me so that was that was
0: another big beautiful one um, so profound isn't it i very much relate to that that whole when we really deeply value ourselves as mothers mm. it's related to so many of the podcasts mm. we talked about isn't it meeting our needs valuing mm. our needs honoring ourselves appreciating mm. what we do so vital mm. oh the birdies are back what do i got for my next one oh well, that the three core elements of aware parenting are vital for us as well. So if we think about mm-hmm. secure attachment, like our needs for connection are vital. If we think mm-hmm. about non-punitive discipline, our needs to actually, well, our needs, mm, us actually increasingly not punishing ourselves is vital. Mm-hmm. And the third one, healing from stress and trauma, that mm-hmm. listening to and acknowledging and healing and expressing our uh, feelings from our younger years it's vital vital like that the three core elements are so vital to our own reparenting journey vital mm. <laughs> mm,
1: I agree well I had one similar like that which was about or just doing your own work and and leaning into those aspects as well particularly that part I love what you say about not punishing ourselves like that's such a big one and I see that with so many of the parents we work with as well Of that inner dialogue that we have and punishing ourselves or I'm not good enough and that's not okay. And actually when we move from that to compassion, what a change it is in our being. And yeah, I I love those. That, That was one that turned up for me as well around that compassion for our own healing journey and for ourselves and our needs, all those kind of things. So Yeah. It's not just about parenting, is it? It's about living. (laughs) It's about the whole bigger picture of living. Okay, one of my next ones was being my child's ally, especially my beautiful sensitive daughter who was often, you know, really would take a long time to kind of warm up in social situations or wanted to do stuff and then would feel really unsure. And, you know, for a while there I found that challenging because I didn't know how to be with it and she taught me so much about being her ally and and just knowing that who she was was actually perfect the way she is and she still teaches me that at 19 that her beautiful unique gorgeous way she just asks me really to stand beside her and be her ally in those moments and that that was another huge profound learning for me as a mother, you know, because my, my first born, my son, he was pretty out there in the world and pretty cruisy. And then my daughter was really just, she had to go at a much, much slower pace. And that really taught me about, again, kind of parenting the child in front of me, but also that being attuned to her and trusting her timing as well. and, And going with those beautiful needs of what that looked like for her, if even that was different for me. So yeah, that was, that was another beautiful, profound, profound lesson
0: for me oh so resonate now some of mine are like combinations of some of the things that you've just said oh, i have that too what did i have that we can trust our children and ourselves especially with food learning and healing and the mm. timing of these like all of these things that that yes yeah, some of them take much longer than others at certain mm. things some of them are apparently quicker than others and actually to really deeply trust their unique journey and just be there to support them and love them in that And again, through that, coming to really trust ourselves with all these things— with food, with learning, with healing, with the whole healing. We again, we talk about that a lot about the the timing of healing. That sometimes Mm. I know we might want it to all happen right away, (laughs) but there's there's often you know particular things that need to fall into place, and that may take years before that happens. But it does if we keep on doing our inner work and and. Doing our willingness work and all those things that we really can trust that, of course, it happened then and not, you know, mm. the year before or whenever we wanted it to happen. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, that that was my next one. Healing is always possible because I think you know, particularly, and we've shared this. I've shared this on the podcast too, particularly because I came to aware parenting later, and my son was like eight and you know there was a lot of stuff that he had and feelings that he had and uh, and it was really about working through my own story there was lots of stories that came up about guilt about you know not having done to him as a little one as what I'd done with my other kids and and all the the opening myself up to the possibility that healing could happen in the right time and it did and it has and that has been so awesome in trusting the healing and that it is possible at any time. And we just have to stay open for it. And yeah, I agree. That's been a huge one of, it's so much about trust. isn't it? I mean, trust underpins all of this in
0: such a huge, huge way. So it does, isn't it? It's really core, mm. core cool. cool to our mm. parenting, cool to all parenting, isn't it? Mm. Mm, what's one of my next ones uh, well it, I know we've said it already but a little bit more detail that, that freeing ourselves from self-punishment that mm. we really really can get free from you know so I call them the the guilt sticks or the um, those emotional sticks and that really we can change it in a dialogue that that is culturally conditioned and we can get free from guilt and actually you know really from my experience with my daughter, when she was about two, I just realized that any time I picked up those sticks and felt guilty, I actually was less present. So that just took me on the journey to go. it Doesn't help, actually. <laughs> actually, does the opposite of what I want it to. So mm-hmm. that's been one of the most profound experiences for me to completely change me in the dialogue, and it really mm-hmm. came through parenting and aware parenting and being able to say the things to my children and, and then learn to say them to myself. Yes. <laughs> These are so on par
1: because my next one is be kind to yourself on the days you mess up or the days that are super hard or just in general of being kind and forgiving to yourself because I, I agree with you that is one of the most profound pieces to embody and to learn. And and I love how you explain that then. The time we spend feeling guilty or berating ourselves takes us away from being present with our beautiful children, which is what they want. So I agree with you. It's such a big, big, beautiful piece, isn't it? And it can often feel a big one for people to undo because it's, you know, we, we learn it from watching our parents or our family of origin, how if they have carried that, And it can feel very foreign to move to compassion instead of those kind of harsh words that we tell ourselves. But it is totally possible.
0: And gosh, it is freeing when we do it. Mm, So yummy. And my next one then was deep, deep self-compassion and humility. So that Mm. combination of like absolute unconditional love for myself, for all the ways that I have parented in the last 20 (laughs) plus years, and humility. Like I know for me, because I came to it kind of, sprightly from the you know this whole 10 years from the you know of, of diving in deep to developmental psychology and all of those things and it really was the experience I've shared about where after my children's dad and I spit up really seeing how painful that was and how hard that was and what a difference it made on them and and how long it took me really to support us to move out of that it really really helped me have deep deep humility mm. and also just complete compassion for any parent, whatever they're experiencing, because I know that when we don't have much support, we have really big feelings when we're going through hard times. It's really, really, really hard to respond with compassion. And we might know all the theory of aware parenting inside out, back to front, and at times absolutely not be able to practice it. So <laughs> oh, there's my lovely mum coughing in the background. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> still in my she's just still keeping living it real still living in my living room and so we literally have like you know we're like a you're like, you're like a, a giant share house yeah, you? you're <laughs> like a giant sharehouse we've got like basically four people in one room plus three <laughs> oh pu- three dogs birds and all the things oh, anyway dear. yeah humility and yeah. compassion and <laughs> there you go see that fits humility look I'm living in a tiny little share house a million people <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. What what incredible learnings I think has probably happened from that for you in the last few months since the floods. You know, I so can imagine that there's been a lot that's been learned there. Oh yeah, I do love that one. The humility, compassion. And of course we talk about compassion so much on, on our podcast, but gosh, that has been a huge one as well. And not so much about parenting, but compassion for me has come through listening to people's stories and the thousands of stories that you, Marion, that we have heard over time and coming back to that place of everybody's just doing the best job they can, you know, and they're, we're all just coming from protection. We're all just coming, you know, from those places of trying to keep ourselves safe. And And listening to those stories and then also doing your own work, it really does move you into a place of deep compassion. And, of course, the more compassion we have for ourselves, the more compassion we have for our children and everyone else in the world. So it's such a beautiful, vital thing to to learn how to be with. This one, oh, this one for me, and I know we've talked a little bit about trust, but I wrote, trust your child's journey, sit beside them, be there in the fire, ultimately trust what their soul's journey is. And I think that... My beautiful three kids have taught me that in very different ways, you know, in ways that has been sometimes not fitting into what the mainstream says and just trusting their journey in that it's been about the choices they've made in different things. It's about sitting beside them when they've had real challenges emotionally and not fixing but just sitting with them and being with them. And that's where I feel. I feel so grateful for where parenting for teaching me the ability to sit with all feelings and to just and to sit in that trust. And, you know, we often joke, haven't we, in the past that, you know, being with a little toddler's big feelings is easy. I'm like, ah, it's a piece of cake, like just me with the three-year-old. And then for me, the teenage years with my kids navigating stuff, I'm like, oof. That's a whole next level of sitting in presence when they're really going through their own stories and big stuff and and being able to sit in that trust of what their journey is. That has been such a huge and profound gift for me more than anything. I'm so grateful for them for trusting me to sit beside them whilst they navigated really challenging things in their world. That has been so huge and something that I take with me now that, you know, I've in talking to other parents, particularly who are navigating teenage years, to hold that space for them of really trusting where their child is at and, and what they're what they're showing us and what they're teaching us is really big. So that's been,
0: oh, such a beautiful, beautiful gift for me. Mm, so profound, isn't it? So incredibly profound. Mm. Yeah. One of mine kind of I can tack onto there, which is like that our relationships with our children are like no other and that we can be in in love with them as much when they're in their 20s when they're in their teens when they're toddlers Mm. just as much as that like you know the the baby like oh my gosh I'm completely in love with you that actually we can stay in love with our children and that might include times where we you know feel all different feelings as well in response (laughs) to them but actually that in love feeling can really remain and I think that's such a gorgeous yummy Mm. again a gift that we can experience
1: Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I talk about this a lot. It's one of the things I often share about how much I love teenagers and that teenagers can be brilliant and awesome. And I really want to bust that myth for a lot of people because there's so many people that go, the teenage years are going to be terrible. I'm like, no, they're amazing. Like, but, but put in the the connection and the work and the listening and it, and it really does, it goes a long way in still holding that relationship, particularly through those 10 years as our kids are individuating and, and it can be really beautiful and amazing. So I love to hold that as a possibility for people because I know it can feel big when your kids haven't got there yet and you're like, oh God, how's that going to be? So, yeah, I love that. I love that, Marion, of holding that place of love no matter what. This one was really about taking care of my needs. That was a huge one for me to learn. And over our podcast, I've shared so much of that journey of I was such a martyr for a long time and I had just a really crap relationship to my own self-care and meeting my own needs. And that made me very resentful as a mother. And that was so profound that The And the words I used to myself was, I love myself enough to take care of my needs, or I love myself enough to have boundaries and limits here around something. And that was such a massive learning for me to actually meet my needs so I could turn up for my kids. I do remember like right in the kind of first year or two of we're parenting, and it was one of those times where my kids are just taking turns of like releasing their feelings. And I felt like all my job was full-time was just listening to feelings. And I remember it dawned on me one day where I was like... Oh wow! Okay, I am not going to be able to do this unless I meet my own needs. Like this is this is not going to work unless I've got someone to talk to, which was, you know, my my listening partner Rach. Like it was like I have to talk about this and meet my needs so I can turn up for my family. And that was that was such a massive revelation for me. Of like, if I want to parent this way and I want to bring this consciousness to my parenting and to our family, then I have to meet my needs. I have to take care of myself because I just realised it wasn't going to work unless I did. And so that was another gorgeous, beautiful lesson of loving myself enough to say, yep, I I am doing this for myself and then I can turn up for you guys. That That was a game changer, big game changer.
0: Little pause there. I'm muting <laughs> myself each time so that you can actually hear you because of the birds. Yes, yeah, so important, isn't it? And so mm. life-changing. And yeah, I totally resonate with that as well. Mm. Mm. You got anything else? I've got another one. It's a little bit similar to my original aha moment, but really, mm. a, again, that we in our culture actually don't see children clearly. That mm. the, You know, the way that children are seen is like, you know, they're just... They do things that we feel annoyed in response to, and they're just like rambunctious, and they all—they're all, always going to wake up for the first few years of their life at five a.m. and just—and mm-hmm. they're just agitated and antsy and all of those things. Like that, that, children do do that, but that's accumulated feelings, and actually, the times that we do meet their needs enough and listen to enough of their feelings we can see their true nature shining through which is it is actually again it's just that perception of children is mm. so off in our culture they are gorgeous wise beings in small bodies mm. yes they have a lot of needs but they have a lot of feelings and the mm. more feelings we're able to listen to the more they are actually none of those things that we have judgments for them about they're actually present and wise and can make clear decisions and they are gentle and loving and they are actually able to sleep and all of those things. So when we, you know, the times where we are able to listen to more feelings that most of the things parents find challenging actually just fall away. So it's really, again, just that saying, seeing children clearly through the eyes of love. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful.
1: Well, that kind of brings me to my next point, which
0: was about, I just wrote
1: really what children want is our presence and love. What they, you know, it can be easy to get caught up in, they need this thing, or I've got to take them to that ballet class, or they've got to go to this school, so it'll be okay. But actually, really what they want is our presence and love, and for us to drop in and be present and be real, and to keep doing our own work. Because the more that we do our own work, the less we're subconsciously going to pass on to them. And at the end of the day, as I kind of reflect back on these 22 years of parenting, I come back to going, actually, all my children have ever wanted was to me was for me to be super present and to see them for who they are and deeply accept who they are. And I, I love that's what you're saying, Mary. And it's, it's looking behind sometimes the messy pieces and actually going, "Ah, you just you know, you're just trying to tell me something and you know there's just a need here and how can we meet that so I, I i really hold that too as something really beautiful that presence and love is yeah what they what they deeply need
0: such in some ways so almost cliches aren't they like mm. presence love trust <laughs> trust but, but, but really compassion. it does come down to all <laughs> of those things isn't it it is not it That is. there's a reason why isn't it yeah yeah. yeah. I've got one last one. Yes, yeah, good. It is that we have plenty of time. That, <gasps> although in some ways it goes really quickly, doesn't it? Like yeah. I don't know about you, but twenty-one, nearly twenty-one years has gone by as if it were mm. yesterday. And yet there's this sense as well that we do have plenty of time. Yeah, with it. anyone who's got like a one or two year old, and I know particularly people who get into where parenting often really, you know, wanting to do as much as they possibly can. And and we just we do have a lot of time to heal and repair and grow and become and you know just just to enjoy the process rather than being concerned or stressed about what we're doing and not doing
1: Mm, that's beautiful I really like that one that's yeah yeah I agree my last one too is I wrote be curious you know that's the one that has so stuck for me, particularly in the last 15 years, is to always be curious as to what might be happening here or what's going on behind what I'm seeing or what is going on for me. You know, curiosity to any situation I think is such a beautiful opener To learning more about ourselves, to learning about someone else, to being able to see what is really sitting there. That curiosity, I think, for me, always opens up to possibility. And so being curious is something that has absolutely been my go-to of when something's going on instead of jumping to fix or, or having a reaction is to take a breath and be curious and go, I wonder what's going on here and let's get present and let's, you know, calm down and let's see what unfolds here. So the curiosity has been, as what I've learned to be my default. And that's been an incredible gift. And I use that with my husband all the time too. I'm like, "Mm, let me be curious as to what might be happening here with what he's saying or what he's doing. So I find it to be beautiful. And that's actually something... I teach all the the team at, at my school. We I always remind them, be curious about these beautiful children in in this class. You be curious about what they might be showing you and telling you. Be curious about what might else be going on. Because if we're in curiosity, then we're always being open to, you know, something revealing itself. So curiosity, I think, is a good one.
0: I love that. It really creates that spaciousness, isn't it? Curiosity. Curiosity and spaciousness go together. Mm. You love mm. it.
1: Oh, that was pretty lovely. Just you know, feels like a walk down memory lane of all the things we've learnt over the over the years of parenting. And you know, I think it's, I don't know, I think we both stand for a place that parenting actually can be amazing, and it can be one of the most profound things we ever do. And it is such a privilege, isn't it? To 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 stand in this place as a mother it feels incredibly it's an incredible honor so i just feel like my greatest spiritual teaching has been my children which i'm sure you agree with as well and and it's and it still keeps going you know i still feel like i learn from my kids but it's 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 slightly different now but i just feel like it's been it's just been such a privilege to to do it and to take these beautiful lessons and i hope that what we've shared today may land with you especially if you've got little ones or you're navigating oh is it going to be okay or you're worried about healing something i hope in hearing these words today it helps you take a deep breath and go ah come back to that trust and 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 coming back to honoring ourselves so we can turn up in the ways we want so
0: hmm.
1: yeah else to add marion
0: so yummy just so yummy yeah lovely isn't it to to reconnect with those like Mm -hmm. just a few key words that we can keep coming back to curiosity compassion
1: trust love yeah yeah it's beautiful it's the i think it's how when we start off parenting i think how we want to be i think it's where our intention is and then sometimes we get off track and it's easy to get off track and there's a lot of noise and loud voices and influences and all those things and if you can come back to those basics then gosh it can make a difference Mm. all right thank you everyone for being here is there anything else you want to say Marion?
0: I wonder if any, if as you listen to this, whether any of these in particular have jumped out at you that you'd really like to almost just ponder on and connect with, when when you could really do with connecting with it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's really great. And again, if I mean, if I look at this overall thing, I think the biggest thing I'd love to go back to say to the younger Lail, as a mother, is you're doing a good job even though it feels hard and even though there's places that you are still stretching and learning, you know, you're doing a good job. And I think I really needed to hear that when I was a younger mum. and I look back now and just feel, I just want to scoop her up and hug her and going, you're doing great. It's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. So I hope for any of you who are, you know, in the trenches at the moment with your kiddos and things are feeling big, you know, we just doing a good job and it is going to be okay. Yeah. Thanks for being here, everybody. We so value, again, all your sharing and your comments and and your questions and all those kind of things. So thanks for being here. We look forward to chatting next time. Mm, Thank you and
0: so much love.
1: thanks for joining us on the aware parenting journey please follow us on facebook and instagram at the aware parenting podcast you can find more about lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marianrose.net we wish you much compassion and grace on your
0: parenting journey